I've heard different arguments, Paul. Can a startup be a resounding success without an office, meaning a purely remote-only startup? Yes, objectively, yes. I'm sure that right. could work, right? Um, it, I, I look, I think it's, let me be the distinguished older business thing person, which is this thing. Uh, it depends, right? So... I saw somebody on uh, Mastodon today uh, say, you know, the, that their their team is starting to get together and do its planning in person. People come together and plan, and then they go off and work. Right? Fine. And I think that that's an interesting dynamic to, like, to get a clear dynamic as to what requires people to be in a place. Places matter. They're social. If a, if a business is a – I think if a business is like a purely abstract cloud service – that is turnkey and that you never interact with a human. Mm -hmm. I, I think building that remotely is fine. Yeah. I think if we had tried to build a... Hosting. Exactly. If we tried to build a services firm, an agency, purely remotely, it would have been a disaster. It wouldn't have worked. It's challenging. Right. And so I think that what... We, uh, we were very remote, <coughs> worth noting. Yeah. But the core of the business was in New York City. Look. Everybody is looking for everything to be monolithic all the time. Everybody wants yeah. one answer to everything. Yeah. So the question is, what kind of business are you building and what are the goals for it? What social interactions are going to allow it to be the most productive? Mm -hmm. Then mm -hmm. you decide your office structure. Mm -hmm. So for us, I think that the better deal is, you know, what is a board? A board is a product about communities and groups working together. How yes. are we going to sell and market a board? Well, we'll do YouTube videos and we'll do this, that, and the other, but we'll also have events. We'll bring people in. We'll have enterprises that we want to talk to. We hope that they want to buy a site license. Mm -hmm. At a certain point. We don't know, in fact, the yes. kinds of... Okay, so you're touching on two things. One is people working together at a startup. And then there's the interaction with the outside world, which also happens at an office. We, we, and we are biased because we're in one of the most dynamic cities in the world. But we often used to say, and we want to recreate that again, which is that train terminal where everyone flows through. The best part about what we were in an agency to me was always that we would have the big bank and the, the transit agency would kind of be at the same party. And the nonprofit. That's right. And yeah. out of that, there would be conversations and introductions and things would move along in a broad way. And that's, I want that back. I do want that back. Good chaos. Good chaos, a space where you can host people the ability to uh, do a seminar and training, things like that are really important. What's the point of all this, Paul? What happened to like turnkey product-led growth services where people get a URL and fall in love with the software and then get their credit card out? Why they? Why do they need to come to my office in Manhattan? Man, that is some West Coast stuff. That is, ah. yeah. <laughs> I'm showing your hand here, Paul. We are an East Coast startup. I'll tell you we? what, West Coast people are like, you know what? I don't even know what human beings are and I can't wait till artificial general intelligence shows up and does it all for us, right? Why do you even need a keyboard? Why have it? Yeah, why have a human? I can't wait to just plug the internet directly into my colon and and just like blast 90 gigabits of information into my butt. This is the old school ingredient that I think we believe you still have to 
kind of pound the pavement and talk to people and interact and see their faces. Like, even if you have built the best tech in town, people see this as like a moral failure too. They're like, oh, well, then it's not real, or you're 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 exploiting humans by making them come to the office or whatever. I'm I'm sorry, I can't change many millennia, many hundreds of millions of years of human evolution. Uh, what's ironic is that we view building a business purely transactionally without seeing other humans as a moral failure too. Well, no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's another flavor of moral failure. Look, everybody wants to make, I don't know, they want to talk about capitalism or they want to talk about this or they want to talk about the other. We're social creatures. You know, you ever, monkeys don't like pick nits out of each other's hair remotely. They don't go like, hold on, mm. let me get that off you. Let me, let me groom you over Zoom. <laughs> it's just what it is. And so like- It is real. And it, it's, that's, you know what? I, it's kind of a sticky truth, right? The sticky truth is that like human beings have power dynamics. They yep. have uh, ambition and they have goals and they like to be in rooms with other human beings. And sometimes the those rooms aren't perfectly equitable. I, I read the uh, Salesforce book by Mark Benioff. It's great. It took about 32 minutes. Uh, the font is big. I love when you get to a business books, the line spacing in a business book, you could fly a plane. You can fly a private jet. Let me, di let me digress for a second. I bought the Andy Grove book, one of the absolute pioneers of Silicon Valley. Oh, yeah. It was like a fourth grade education book. I didn't understand it. It's a business book right there. Well, it's just that's the ghostwriter and the editor taking care of business. It, like, well, well, Andy, you're a smart guy. I'll take it from here. It is true. <laughs> I got to say, when you, everybody talks about CEOs and business people as absolute geniuses. Yeah. But then look at the materials that have been presented for them and by them. Well, you know what it is? It's not that they're all absolute. Some are incredibly intelligent. The best CEOs know how to talk to the widest audience possible. That yeah, but most of those books are written for a dog. They're written for like nine-year-olds. Yeah, for yeah. like a, a like it's pretty or, amazing. or a Shetland pony. And I was like, this could have been an essay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, from that book, it's actually fascinating. The story arc is fascinating. They, Salesforce, did not have a Salesforce. They were a product-led growth. They're probably the first ever real product-led growth company. Definitely at that scale, right? Like you just... signed up and you bought stuff like it was Amazon. Sure. And then you deployed it in your org. And guess what? They nailed it and they plateaued. And he said, you know what? We need to throw parties. Yeah, they got the force part right, but they forgot the sales part. They went on tour. They started to go to parties. They started to go to trade shows and conventions. They became an old school, classic sales-driven organization. I mean, look at look at the way that Dreamforce, their giant conference, takes over that's the Bay the, Area. That's how the that's the bookend, right? And they always have like the Foo Fighters play. It's pretty. It's pretty rough. It's those, rough. Those YouTube videos hit, and it's it, just like I think Metallica oof. did it yeah. one year. Metallica was like all in. Like it was like I just want to thank. No, no, they they were talking about how they use Salesforce to manage the no, fan relationships. No, they oh, were yeah, not. Yeah, swear to baby well, Jesus. Look, yeah, God bless. Yeah, but he says in the book, I realized that to really take off and to really grow the business, I need to meet people. I need to build a great sales organization and they need to get on the plane. He okay. knew it. And look, 
God, you and I just, we fantasize that we're technologists, don't we? We think we're such smart We're products. salespeople. You and I are salespeople, aren't That's we? All, we're every, all, Rich, I'm like a thoughtful essayist writer. I, I, I question the status quo. You, I'm known as like someone who's very ambiguous about technology and, and uh, you, capitalism. You sell the sleep number mattress. I just roll around. And That's I, all Look at me rolling. My big fleshy hey. body rolling. Look, it's a number eight. Uh, look at this. Yeah. Oh! You're, watch, you're watching this? The left side? She can tilt yeah. it up. Your wife? The wife can be up further. You could be laying flat. I'll t- look. Watch me take a nap. Two remote controls. Oh, boy. And it smells good. And so that takes us back to what it means to and look. We don't. You know, it feels good to just say it. it. Feels good to just be like, you know what? I have an enterprise software sales, but it's all sales. Let's just get in there. It's all. Sales. I love product. I love technology. I love coding. I love all of it, top to bottom. But you know what seals the deal? Mm. You get a, a a fridge with a clear glass front, and you fill it with really good beverages. I'll tell you, that is 80% of a successful software firm because what people do is they come in and they go like, oh, you know what? They really, they're, they're, first of all, their employees are so valuable that they'll get them probiotic beverages. And like M&M dispensers. Because yeah. I'll tell you, when, they, when people come from the world of Keurig to the world of like health Cold food brand, yeah, yeah. They go high end coffee. That's how they know. They're like it's it's a fantasy. You're giving them the fantasy of, of the startup and of connecting to something that is young and dynamic. They have a hundred times more economic and cultural power than you do. Yeah. But their coffee comes in a little canister. What is so powerful about creating social settings is that there is no end game. You really don't know what's coming down. All you know is it's a good kind of chaos. It creates opportunity in a way that being in your house does not. I whoa, God, Spotify! It's good to see you here. What are you thinking? Do you have a minute? I want to talk to you about how Spotify playlists and a board can play nice. Or not even whoa, that, right? Oh, I you're, didn't you're, expect this. You're being, you're actually being more transactional than you really are. Because what happens is it's like, oh, you work at Spotify? Where are you guys? Oh, you're like six blocks away. Totally. Yeah, and it, that's it. That's the end of the conversation. And then six months later, yeah, um, someone named Cynthia gets in touch and mentions the name of the person at the party that you can't remember. That's right. And that's the future of your business. That's more how it goes down. Well, obviously, we could we could reproduce that with a Miro board and Zoom, and we just have to get them to come to the exactly. meeting. Exactly. They're not going to come to the meeting. You know why? No probiotic beverages. No beer. No interesting no other people. Humans. No other humans to meet. No one to impress. You yeah. Know, Humans like to, you know why they go to that room? You know why they come to the event? Why? To figure out where they are socially. Yeah. You can't do that and, remotely. And and oftentimes to sort of uh, reveal themselves in what they view as like, this is a valuable place for me to reveal myself. Where, right? I, where I lose my mind is everyone is just like, wow, you know, it shouldn't be that way. But it is. It is. Yeah. It's above my pay grade. I don't know how to change human behavior. I do know how to get a fridge. Yeah. And put attractive beverages into it. Look, I, I, I think, I think what we're saying is less and less shocking. It was shocking a year and a half ago. It's less shocking now. The pandemic's in the rearview mirror to a large extent, and I think we're realizing first off how much we need it. Like we need to connect with other people. That's real. I get the convenience of just being in your shorts on a Friday. No, but everybody's excited to go to the dentist these days. Everybody's excited to get out of the house, yeah. man. So there is that. Um, 
we're looking forward to it. We're going to invite people. Well, there will be a big welcome party yeah, in New York to. City. When we, we, when we open it up, it's not going to be about us tweeting a photo of the office. No. We're going to actually welcome people in. We'll, and we're we'll looking forward it, to it. And then if, if we're true to form, we'll, we'll close the office down and launch it again six months later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll throw a party. <laughs> Welcome everyone. To be in clear, the move. <laughs> to be clear, in, in, in the great tradition of this podcast being about a vaporware product and a company that doesn't exist, there's no lease. We haven't even picked a neighborhood. Let's end on that. How are we going to pick a neighborhood? If you're not in New York City, you don't know how important this is. It's a big deal. Um, are we going to go back to Union Square like with the agency? You know, because that's like that's like kind of where the startups were nine years ago. Yeah. I don't know are, if it are, matters. I don't think Brooklyn should be off the table. Okay, interesting. Yeah, okay. but you know what? I'll tell you what. It's hard to get them out to Brooklyn. Well, here's what's tricky. We threw our party, and everybody was like, oh, boy, wow, Manhattan. That's on a, on a weekday night. That's a that's a lot for me coming in from Brooklyn. They weren't there. Everybody's working at home. Everybody's working at home. So I think we can get people to come out. And we, eight, are, we aren't eight. an enterprise play. We can say that without... I mean, we can say that unequivocally. We've shifted from being enterprise to more yeah, but I'll groups tell you, and users. I got to tell you, I'd rather do Manhattan than like Dumbo. Like the quasi-Manhattan. Dumbo's not really. Yeah, if we're going to do, if we do Brooklyn, it's got to be something like Gowanus or someplace a little weird. Dumbo's not interesting. Uh, exactly. I don't want to do proxy. I take a big dump on Dumbo, but it's that's not interesting. I don't want to do proxy Manhattan. There's it's got to be Brooklyn. There's also one choo-choo train that barely... Like dips into Dumbo, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you got to walk the rest. Of the All right, way. so not that, but not yeah, th that. this is a big conversation, which it's a I big don't. One. I think absolutely no one listening cares about. However, no, it, it's what makes this more and more real. Uh, yes, but no, I mean, I don't know if they cared about the last one either, so we're okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I would say, uh, I think downtown. That's where the big companies are. Sure. Fine. Okay. All right. Uh, have a lovely week, Paul. Get that real estate li listing. Uh, well, the great thing about Office is, is you don't have to. They just send them to you boy, all do they. the time. Yeah, there's a lot of New York real estate available. One for New rent. York realtor finds out who you are and that you might be in a position to run an office. That's it for life. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will be. All, it never ends. I will be cremated and I will still be receiving totally. information on 3,000 square feet that just opened up in Midtown. <laughs> Well, all right, Richard, that's Aboard. That's the Aboard podcast. If you want to check us out, check us out at Aboard on Twitter or send us an email, hello at aboard.com. Have a lovely week. Bye.